Texans request permission to interview Jets safety coach Marquan Manuel for the defensive coordinator position. Let's talk about that. And does the bridge quarterback help Houston in the long run? Cody and I discuss all of that here on Wednesday's episode. When it came down to it, there is no place I wanted to be any more than H-Town. So it was an easy, it was an easy pick for me. It was a no-brainer to be here. All right, be home. It was a no-brainer. So it wasn't a, a difficult decision at all. It was very easy. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only four days left until the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The mm -hmm. Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to discuss a couple of things, man. Well, you know, whether or not you want to bring a bridge quarterback here in Houston, if you mm. want to skip out on drafting a quarterback in the 2023 draft, or whether or not you want to draft one at number two, at least. Uh, and so that's a point of discussion. However, the Houston Texans are looking at Monquan. Marquan Manuel, the 43-year-old safety coach for the New York Jets for the past couple of seasons, spent the last two years as a defensive – spent two years as a defensive coordinator in Atlanta working with Kyle Shanahan, and since then he's worked with the Eagles and the Jets defensive backs. Manuel is the only one of the coaches – the Texans have interviews so far that are they're interested in who has experience as a defensive coordinator and his resume. He was a part of the Legion of Boom coaching staff. We, mm. we saw how dominant that co uh, that defensive backfield was and how much they developed over the course in a short amount of time. It might I add just a lot of great pieces that they got late in the draft, but they developed to one of the greatest defensive secondary units of all time in NFL history. And he's been under Pete Carroll, Dan Quinn, Doug Peterson, and as of late, Robert Sala. The Jets only allow the fourth fewest passing yards, fourth fewest yards per game, and the third fewest passing yards per game in 2022. And with his defensive scheme, uh, Robert Sala likes to run up there in New York. A lot of cover four while mixing in a lot of cover one man defense. So, I think this will be something that the number three overall pick here in mm. Houston could really benefit from, along with Steven Nelson and Desmond King. Uh, but here's something that you need to know. The Jets don't throw a bunch of blitzes at the quarterback. Even when Houston requested to uh, interview Chris Harris, he's a DB coach, who had a very solid DB room with the Washington Commanders. And I think both of those teams have one coincidence. Cody, do you want to know what that coincidence is? When you look at the Washington Commanders and I look at the New York Jets. What is it? Because you're talking about two franchises where it could be. Front four. Got Quentin Williams in New York. Payne, uh, 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 
Jonathan Allen uh, and, and with the Commanders, both of those franchises on defense really benefits from the pressure that their front four can get without a blitz. And, and I think that when you look at what Houston is doing right now in, in one of those, in both of those two coaching searches, excuse me, I think that we cannot rule out, uh, which is going to kind of lead us to our next topic in, in a little bit. We can't rule out whether or not D'Amico Ryans really wants to invest in their front four with that first pick in the 2023 draft, because what I do believe that it will be super important for them to do so in mm -hmm. free agency as well and throughout the draft. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, John. I will love this hiring. I would love for D'Amico Ryans to add him to, to his staff. And I say that because when you take a look at the Atlanta Falcons, when you take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles, when you take a look at the New York Jets, every single one of those teams that you just mentioned had at least solid defenses. And that is saying a lot, especially considering that you now have a head coach that is going to be a top-tier defensive mind. And as of right now, as we sit here on February 8, 2023, you know, we don't know who the Houston Texans are going to draft. But as of right now, I think we can all agree that their best talents, their best attributes are on the defensive side of the ball. You take a look at Derrick Stingley. You take a look at Jalen Petrie. You take a look at John Grenard. Maybe this is this is a guy that can actually come in and help elevate the Houston Texans defense into one of the best defensive teams in the league. However, you did mention that this particular individual did – help establish the Legion of Boom in, in Seattle, correct? In Seattle, yeah. John, I, I'm not going to – let, let, let me go back. Did I, did I not say that if the Houston Texans had the right opportunity to bring in the right coaches, to bring in the right coaches that can actually help develop these young players, i.e. Stingley and Pierce, the Texans Petrie. can possibly – oh, yeah, be a Petrie? The Texans can possibly create their own Legion of Boom here down in H Town. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just it's, saying. Listen, one thing, <laughs> one thing Cody does is he waits for those moments. <laughs> you gotta love it. But you know, of course, if, if that's an outcome in Houston, you look at Richard Sermon, him being able to, you know, play for a very long time at a high level, one of the best cornerbacks in this past decade. You can see now, I think the skill set is different. Uh, you know, Richard Sermon was a guy that primarily played on one side of the field. Mm -hmm. When you look at how great he was as a cornerback, you know, 10 years later, you look at Derek Stingley, you say to yourself, he has all of the capabilities to be, and by the time 2030 rolls around, one of the cornerbacks of the decade. We've already seen it pop off with Sauce Gardner, who happened to go to an opportunity that was perfect for his skill set, which is why I think when we really look at the possibility of Coach Manuel coming to Houston, he can do the same thing for Derek Stingley that he did with Sauce Gardner. And I mentioned Steven Nelson because when you look at the New York Jets and, and their defensive uh, backfield, they had playmakers everywhere, and it wasn't just Sauce Gardner, right? When you look at safety, uh, you look at Jordan Whitehead, right? You look at DJ Reed at the, at the other side of the cornerback. Michael Carter, who also plays some good ball for him. Like, they had talent across that defensive backfield, 
and then those guys are just able to be placed in the right situation, coached up right. That's what Houston needs. And I think that when you look at a Stingley, when you look at Stephen Nelson, Desmond King, uh, uh, we'll see what Houston does with Tavier Thomas, right? They got some guys here that in the right situation and, and in the right scheme, rotational pieces that can be impactful for this upcoming season. So I'm not opposed to it simply because if we have our recency memory, which as humans we suffer from, Sauce Garden with what pick in the draft? Four. Derek Singler with what pick in the draft? Three. And if roles were reversed, we possibly could see if he was healthy an all-pro rookie season out of Derek Singley. I think that's important. What I like about this, this is a coaching staff that Chris Harris played in the league. The Tennessee Titans was able to secure him, so he's over in Tennessee. We'll have to see him two times a year. But when I look at Manuel, do you want to know what the – uh, uh, what was a coincidence about both of those two coaches, former players in the league that played the position that they're coaching. So when I look at D'Amico Ryan's and he's emphasizing development and he, and he's also emphasizing that, you know, we want guys in here that's able to teach these young men. Uh, let's go right back to our conversation with uh, uh, Jonathan Wells. It's easier and you soak up a lot more when you're learning from a former player. I mean, in some cases it is, but that's, what he was going with. So I, I'm not opposed to it. If Houston is able to lock this down, I think this would do well for our secondary. But I also would question how much this team is ready to invest into their front four because both of those coaches, Chris Harris and Manuel, came from franchises that their front four was that damn good. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against my fellow Locked On host. Shout out to Chris Carter, the Locked On Steelers, who won the NFL Locked On Championship. Well, now it's your turn to compete, but more of that later. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Your dream can come true. This game is definitely for you. You will be able to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through seasons, and lead your team to glory trying to build a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of franchises by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, all of, and all of the ups and downs of a season. Man, sounds fun, right? Fun, super competitive. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable online, offline, play on the go, as you want, when you want. Our Locked On text and listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast is also presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. Come on, man. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match 
with promo code locked on. And with prize picks, you're not competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college basketball, college football, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and you know what? More entries can be made. In 60 seconds or less, it's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Come on, man. Go ahead and download that Prospect app. You know you want to. Pick up your phone or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. Pick up your phone. Download the Prospect app on your phone right now. You know you want to, or go to prospects.com, sign up to play daily fantasy sports today. Welcome in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there in the world. Uh, it may be a dilemma on our hands. For some people, hands, not my hands, is not a dilemma for me. I'm not Nelly or Kelly Rowland. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a dilemma. I think you make the decision to go quarterback at two, but. Should Houston go veteran quarterback slash bridge quarterback, or should the Texans address their quarterback position in the first round, specifically with their second overall pick by drafting a quarterback? Now, right now, you have Baker Mayfield, who is a unrestricted free agent, Sam no, Darnold, right? Sam Darnold, <laughs> uh, Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones. Though I believe that they'll get that deal done in New York. He'll oh yeah, most York. definitely. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, Geno Smith, again, I believe that they will get that deal in Seattle and bring him back on a team-friendly quarterback. Team-friendly deal for Seattle and it'll work out for Geno Smith. You got Andy Dalton, Mike White. We all know that Kyle Allen is not welcome back here in Houston, especially not as a starter. Taylor Heineke, Lamar Jackson is – that's far-fetched. I'm not going to put that out there. And then you can also wait for the uh, Raiders to cut Derek Carr and mm-hmm. bring him into town uh, as well. Cody, do you want to? Do you want to take it or? I I I take it. Do you want? Yeah, take it. I, 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 I take it because the Houston Texans are in a very interesting situation in terms of who their starting quarterback should be in 2023. Um, I think we can all come to the agreement, even though at the end of the day, it still hurt my heart to say this, that Davis Mills isn't the answer. Um, However, out of all of the quarterbacks that you just named, and I'm taking Lamar Jackson out of this equation because I've already mentioned how I felt about Lamar Jackson. If he got to the point, you need to throw the bag at him and, and give the Baltimore Ravens whatever they want in the signing trade. I say go ahead and do it. I think Lamar Jackson is by far uh, a top 10, arguably top five quarterback in the league today. Um, However, out of all of the other quarterbacks that you named, John, the only one I would like to see the Houston Texans take a chance on is Derek Carr. And I only say that because I do believe Carr still has um, a couple good years left in him. And when you go back and take a look at the last two years of the Houston Texans, um, I know both sides of the ball has been subpar at best. But how many times did we come on this show, especially last year, did we come on this show and say how much the offense 
let the defensive side of the ball down. We said that quite often over the last two years, and a lot of the time that we talked about that was simply due to the due to the fact of the inabilities of Davis Mills. When I take a look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, J- Jacoby Brissett, you know, all these other guys, I don't think that they push the needle forward for the Houston Texans. I'm not saying that there are not better quarterbacks than Davis Mills, but I'm looking at this from a standpoint of how can the Houston Texans offense get better? I can see it getting better with Derek Carr being your starting quarterback for 2023. Like I just mentioned, I think if you put him in a better situation, not to mention when the Houston Texans played against the Las Vegas Raiders, I believe that was week six, week seven, Derek Carr did come out and say that he always wanted to play for the Houston Texans, especially during the time when he was getting drafted. However, some people like like to like to poke fun at his name and say his last name is part of the reason why the Texans didn't want to take a risk on him. But that's neither here or there. But I do believe he's the only quarterback that pushes the needle for the Houston Texans this season. But you also got to take into consideration something that I was harping on a lot last year, and I'm going to say it again. At the end of the day. It doesn't matter who the head coach is going to be. The Houston Texans are not in a position where we can start talking playoffs. The Houston Texans are not in a position where we can start talking about championship contention. This is still a team that is still in the early stages of their rebuild. And I was mu- I will much rather see them take a chance on a young quarterback, i.e. Bryce Young, i.e. CJ, or whoever else you want to throw in there. Just please keep it to those two options and build with that quarterback moving forward. Because at the end of the day, rebuilding this franchise is still what is most important. So you would like for them to bring in a veteran quarterback and still draft a quarterback. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yes. With the number two overall pick with the number two overall pick only if, if I would say I would be okay if they don't draft enough, if they don't draft a quarterback with number two, if they get their hands on Derek Carr. Then I think okay, that'll give you that'll buy you some time to kind of change course and be like okay, like I like I mentioned, I still think he has some good years left in him. I don't think that those good years, whatever those good years, should be in Houston. <laughs> I I want to say that for me, it's simple: you draft your quarterback at number two, bar any injury, your quarterback should start. You know, week one, week two, you know, however training camp goes. It's even simpler when you follow the money in terms of trends. A rookie quarterback who is younger, which is good for your franchise, trying to rebuild, would only count maybe seven, eight million dollars against the cap. That's cheap. Now, compared to maybe what Jimmy G may want, maybe a one-year, ten-year, ten million dollar deal for for one year. Whatever Derek Carr may want, I think it's more important to draft your quarterback at what a cheap, cheaper rate especially if they get the second quarterback in the draft, that rate goes down a million and a half maybe. And also I want to say this, guys, for those of you wondering whether or not Houston can build around your franchise quarterback to be competitive. Cody, you said something. Are we expecting Houston to make a real run? This No, not really. We mm-hmm. just want them to improve. That's been the whole part of talking about D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. development and improving from the past previous years. Now, what have we seen? franchise do for their rookie quarterbacks on a rookie deal to make this their team more competitive well of course well of course let's go to justin herbert let's go to the chargers while he is still on their rookie deal what did they do well they decided to go out and trade for khalil mack 
That was for them to get better. Kyler Murray, who, you know, at the time was on his rookie deal. What did they do? Well, they went out there and traded for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Shout out to Bill O'Brien. Recently, Trevor Lawrence. What did they do? They went out there in free agency, Evan Ingram. Traded for, no, I think in free agency as well, Christian Kirk. Yeah, that was free agency. That was free agency as well. And then next year, because of a trade this past season, they're getting Calvin Ridley. <laughs> and this is all on what kind of deal for their quarterback? Rookie. A rookie deal. Uh, why Why do you think that they were able to put pieces around Patrick Mahomes? A little small to many deals here before or get those some of those extension signs before his contract. Well, he was still on a rookie deal. Rookie quarterback deals in the NFL, and I, I can even go back to when the Cleveland Browns traded for uh, Odell Beckham while Baker Mayfield was still on his rookie deal. He's still on the rookie deal currently because he's a, a, a undrafted, a unrestricted free agency free agent. The Baker, the, the Browns traded for uh, Odell, hoping that that will be something that that can put them over the top. It never did. It, it blew up in their face. Rookie quarterback deals is the staple the standard of building your team because you're a rookie quarterback. And if you're picking in the top two or three, getting one of the best quarterbacks out there, you're getting the best overall prospect, right? Like a Justin Herbert, like a Kyler Murray, like a Trevor Lawrence. Now you have the money, especially when you look at what Houston can do next year in free agency and then using some of those assets to maybe make some bold trades or sign some bold contracts, your rookie quarterback is still going to be getting paid maybe nine to $10 million, which will count against the cap. Let's get rid of that idea of bringing in a veteran quarterback simply because of what we saw happen in San Fran. Those guys already had some contracts that was in place. And Brock Purdy was a seventh round a quarterback this year and before Brock Purdy it was Jimmy G who they restructured his contract before the season I think that was only 10 million dollars and before Jimmy G guess who the quarterback was Trey Lance on a rookie deal <laughs> let's get rid of that idea guys get your quarterback with the number two overall pick and then build I think that's quite simple don't you Bill Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's why I'm excited to tell you about it. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you will get 15% off your next order. The best thing about it is it's delicious, right? Tastes great. You got these unbelievably fla unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill Bar does it, but these bars taste like candy while still maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can't order it online. You know where you can get it at, Cody, and listeners out there? Go ahead and stop by your local Walmart or run into Sam's Club. Make one of those Sam's Club run where you get the party meat pack for the Super Bowl, right? Go ahead and pick up you some Built Bar. You can do it. I know you can. So once again... Visit BillBar.com or visit Walmart or Sam's Club. If you do visit BillBar.com, make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. 
Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. Before we get out of here today, we're going to talk about the you know former players, now assistant coaches, whether they were coordinators or not, interviewing for the Houston Texans. And just a quick question, does it worry you, uh, does the thought of having too many former players on this coaching staff worry you? Are you a person that wants some more of those you know, personnel, you know, scouting, you know, you know, analytic type of guys on your coaching staff, or are you okay with having, you know, majority former players? I'm not going to say majority because right now they are still filling out their coaching staff. And I think the biggest thing for them is getting these coordinated positions filled, but we have seen a lot of former, uh, you know, whether they were NFL players getting these interviews for the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm going to say no. You know, I, I, one, I think one of my favorite parts of having Jonathan Wells on the show the other day was the fact that he actually talked about the importance or talked about the value and how much benefit a young player like a Derek Stingley, like a Damian Pierce or whoever the case might be, can actually learn more from a coach who actually played the game, um, especially at the NFL level. Um, I don't know about you, John, but one of the guys that I'm actually hoping – gets an opportunity to be on the coaching staff, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a position coach, whatever the case might be, is Jonathan Joseph. I think, you know, we all have high expectations for Derek Stingley. Jonathan Joseph has talked about, or at least played around with the idea of starting a, a coaching career, whatever the case might be. But I think that when you take a look at how productive Jonathan Joseph was in his career, and you look at the expectations and you look at the potential of Derek Stingley Jr., I believe uh, a guy like Stingley can learn so much from a veteran, a guy that was damn good all the way up until I remember our first year on Locked On Texans, which was Jonathan Joseph last year with the Texans. You used to come on the show a lot and talked about how he looked gas because he was getting up there in age. But I say all that just to say, man, I think players can learn a lot better when they have a coach that they trust knowing that they play their position at the highest level for an extremely long time versus a coach. And it's no disrespect to, you know, coaches who are like analytic guys, like you say, you know, have to work their way up through the ranks and all this other stuff. But I just find it a little bit more beneficial in that sense. Hmm. And I think that's why Deion Sanders has been able to get top two cornerbacks in the you know last couple of mm-hmm. uh, 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 high school classes because who better to learn from than the goat Tom, baby, the, the goat of all time, right? And so I even want to look at Gerard Johnson, who is the Minnesota Vikings assistant quarterbacks coach. He interviewed for the offensive coordinator position for Houston, and I think that that is still you know, basically ready for Bobby Slowick barring anything in mm. the future that we, you know, we can't, uh, you know, foresee right now. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I, I believe in a good, a good mixture, especially in 2023, because I have came around to the, you know, understanding that there is benefit in analytics, mm. but I do think that there are, you know, former players can just bring a certain, certain way of teaching to the game to some of these young coaches, right? And I, and I think that's important. So I'm not against it. Uh, 
Do I want to see a coaching staff full of former players? Again, no. I no, no, love no, no. That, that, that'd right. be doing way too much. <laughs> yeah, so when you guys bring J.J. back, Brian Cushing, Jonathan Joseph. Uh, Andre Johnson. Yeah, it's, it's too much. But uh, I think a good blend of, of both is what D'Amico Ryans is preaching towards, just adaptability and being able to, you know, do things on the fly. When you have a room, a coaching staff room, with both minds, players and, and and numbers and analytics, that comes together, and now you can find different ways to adapt to different situations. Situations, and so I, I like it. I really do. Hmm. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas Podcast. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like under the name Locked On Texas, and follow us on Twitter as well at Locked On Texas. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.